What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of Drew Sword and No Science. I'm Drew, and thank you for listening. So today we're going to talk about a little bit of physics, a little bit of astronomy, and then talk about a new figure of physics, Johannes Kepler. So let's get into it. First thing we're going to talk about today isn't about uh, something happening in physics uh, right now, but instead we're going to talk about the Big Bang. So I think uh, the idea that a lot of people have about the Big Bang is that it was just a massive explosion a long time ago that kind of just puked out everything we know of today into existence. But uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more of what it was and if you know if you find any of it interesting like i always say please look some of it up uh for yourself take a deeper dive into it if you want um so the universe right now is growing larger and larger but for it to become larger it means in the past it had to be a lot smaller almost infinitely small and right now, when astronomers make observations, they can see that everything is moving farther away. Everything is expanding. And this was first noted in 1927 that everything that we know of in the universe is expanding from one point in space. Um, but now, we actually know, because of Edwin Hubble, that the universe is also accelerating and this is caused by dark energy which we've kind of talked about before in previous episodes so nobody really knows exactly what that is yet but keyword in there yet um so one day hopefully soon we will but we can also see the cosmic microwave background also known as the cmb which is pretty much the earliest remnant of the universe that we can see and from uh, our observations we can tell that it's about 13.8 billion years old uh, now this was discovered in 1964 now the Big Bang wasn't like like a bomb explosion you know you see a movie you see a bomb go off that's not like what this is what it was was really just a very 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 rapid expansion of space and time it was the beginning of space and time and an, ex an explosion moves energy from one point to another but this expansion carried energy along with space as it expanded now it started as very dense and very hot but the initial expansion cooled it enough to be able to form subatomic sub particles and then later on atoms. And then as time went on, giant clouds of early elements, uh, mainly hydrogen, formed uh, by being pulled together by gravity. And this became the beginning of stars and galaxies. Uh, and over time, as the cycle of the universe went on, uh, it started to create what we now know today. And nobody really knows uh, what the future holds for the universe. You know, there was ideas in the past uh, that there was 
it was going to be like some rubber band effect that the universe was going to expand but reach some maximum point and then it was going to begin to shrink in size and kind of collapse in on itself and they called this the big crunch but most physicists do not believe that that is the case but again nobody really knows what's going to happen but uh, if you are interested in learning more about the big bang i urge you to download an app i believe it was created by uh, cern but it's called big bang ar big bang augmented reality it's a free app and the whole thing takes i think about 10 minutes but it kind of leads you through this video process i guess i could say of the formation of the universe it takes it takes about 10 minutes but and it you can see it in the space around you because it uses uh your camera on your phone and stuff but it takes a deeper dive kind of how the timeline of when things began to happen and what happened and through there you can read various uh excuse me various things about what all happened and stuff too so i urge you to download that big bang ar so the next thing we're going to talk about today is from the world of astronomy now yesterday was may 2nd which was national astronomy day i think it was may 2nd um so i thought it'd be kind of cool to throw uh this in there uh planet nine we're going to talk about this hypothetical planet that they think might be out there on the outer region of the solar system. All this information I got from uh, Scientific American, and there's a lot of evidence out there for its existence. So let's talk about it. So beyond Neptune in the Kuiper Belt, there's millions of icy objects that orbit the sun, but the orbits of six of these objects uh, are clues that another distant and massive planet might be out there. So the eight known planets, that being Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, orbit the sun in roughly circular orbits and all on the same plane called the ecliptic. Now, orbits of six of uh objects are elliptical and about 20 degrees are tilted about 20 degrees off of the ecliptic two clues of a large gravitational field now neptune is big enough to steer objects into elliptical orbits but these six uh, objects are too far away from neptune to be affected by it and they all reached their closest approach to the sun in generally the same region, which is another clue that there could be uh, another planet out there. Now, a co computer models that they used uh, suggested it's a 1 in 15,000 chance that these six orbits are just like that. They're just like that by chance. So the odds are not likely that it would just be like that, uh, but it's more likely that there is a planet out there which they're going to continue to try and search for. Uh, but that would, 
that would definitely change a lot in what we know of, of our solar system. So I, I think uh, as time goes on and if they find more information about that, I, I will definitely keep mentioning it. But uh, all right, to finish up this episode, we're going to talk about the new figure of physics, Johannes Kepler. He lived from 1571 to 1630. So, like usual, just going to talk a little bit about some of the things he did. And if you find any of it interesting, take a deeper dive for yourself. So, he was the first to correctly explain uh, planetary motion, making him the founder of celestial mechanics. And from this, he created his three laws of planetary motion. The first being that all planets move in elliptical orbits with the sun at one of two foci. The second being a line segment joining a planet. Oh, excuse me. A planet and the sun sweeps out in equal areas. Areas. Oh, excuse me again <laughs> during equal intervals of time, and the third being that the square of the orbital period of a planet is proportional to the cube of its semi-major axis. And these uh, three laws were also kind of the foundation of Newton uh, deriving his laws. So he was also the first person to formulate glasses for both far and nearsightedness. He was the first to explain how a telescope works. His book uh, that I was unable to read the name of, uh, but uh, his book, one of his books, formed the basis of integral calculus. He was the first to explain that tides were caused by the moon. He was the first to suggest that the sun rotates about its axis and he also coined the term satellite plus he did so many more things in the world of optics and in the world of astronomy but that's all i'm going to talk about today again if you found any of this interesting please take a deeper dive uh, if you enjoyed listening please share and as always Feel free to go back and listen to episodes one through four. Everything I talk about uh, in those is still very relevant. But I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.